discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Well, it's a month of supernatural accomplishments in our relationships. Hallelujah. And today I'm sharing with you on choosing your life partner. Give the Lord a shout if you like such things. The church will be very sweet for the next one month. You may take your seats in the heavenly places where you belong. Choosing your life partner. Choosing your life partner. Say choosing your life partner. So for the next few, um, maybe one or two weeks, I'll show on this and I'll talk about many other things. That will help us. Hallelujah. Choosing your life partner. So let's share a word of of prayer and then we'll start. Okay? Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you that even as we hear your word, our hearts and our minds are engrossed in your word. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that is working in our lives this morning. Thank you for the ministry of your spirit, the ministry of your word, even in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Choosing your life partner. Wow. Do you like such topics? Amazing. Choosing your life partner. It's either you are being chosen or you are choosing. Sometimes you don't know a certain guy is thinking about you. And is choosing you. Yes. But as a lady, you also have a choice to accept a proposal or not to accept a proposal. To say, no, this, was, this is not going to help me. And say, yes, this one is going to help me. Hallelujah. But this morning, I want to share with you along the lines of how interested, how much God is interested in our marriage and who it is that we marry. Okay? God is very interested. If you read in your Bible, you will see how God did not allow for his children to just choose from anywhere. So it starts off with where you can choose from. Where you can choose your life partner from. Are you in the church? Yeah. God starts off by talking about where you can't just marry anyone from anywhere God would want you to choose from where he wants you to choose because of how sensitive marriage is 
Whether you like it or not, whoever you marry influences you. Marriages that end up breaking down are marriages that um, have the husband wanting to be independent in his thoughts and decisions. Or the wife wanting to also be independent in her thoughts and her decisions. So they end up having problems. Whether you like it or not, your husband will influence you. Whether you like it or not, your wife will influence you. My wife influences me. I've been married for almost 10 years. This is my ninth year of marriage. Wow, what a shock. Hey, I'm going small, small. Is my wife coming? Wow. We look like small boys and girls, but we've been married for a long time. This is our ninth year. Next year is 10 years since we got married. It's a short time, but I mean, I think we have done some, isn't it? Whether you like it or not, your wife will influence you. And whether you like it or not, your husband will influence you. My wife has influenced me on many, there are many things I do now, okay, which are done because of some things she said. Or, you know, some things, the way she thinks about a particular thing. Whether you like it or not, that's how it's going to be. So God is very careful as to who it is that you marry. And as to where it is that you marry from. Because whether you like it or not, you will be influenced. And he doesn't want your heart. The reason why God wants you, if, unless you are not born again, if you are not born again, then you can do whatever you want to do. But if you are born again, God has a say in who it is that you marry and where it is that you marry from. Do you like my message? God does not want your heart to leave him with time. He doesn't want your heart to depart from him with time. He wants your heart to be with him throughout time. Hallelujah. So in Genesis chapter 24, verse 1, whoever you marry can either lead you away from God or lead you closer to God. Whoever you marry, can the one you marry can either take you to hell or take you to heaven. It is that sensitive. People have lost their salvation because of the one they married. Yes. Genesis chapter 24 from verse 1. Well, we see this with the father of faith, which is Abraham. It starts with Abraham and then it ends the New Testament. So I'm going to show you scriptures along this particular line. It says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. He told him, Put your hand under my thigh. Put your hand under my thigh like this. And swear to me, and I'll make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto, thy, unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. I don't want you to take any woman from this area. We are living in Canaan. There are hot chicks here with big buttons and big breasts. But don't choose any of them here. Next verse. But thou shalt go unto my country. Go back to my country. And to my kindred. And take a wife unto my son Isaac. Go away. 
to the land of the Chaldeans and go to my family and go and choose somebody for my family, not from Canaan. Next verse. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? Maybe the woman will not follow me from the Chaldeans to Canaan. Do I have to take your son back to the land of the Chaldeans? Abraham said, my friend, don't even think about it. Because the calling of God was for them to move out of the land of the Chaldeans into Canaan. That was the calling of God that God gave to Abraham. God told him, leave your father's house, leave your mother's house to a land that I will show you. And I will bless you and make you a father of many nations and all of that, isn't it? So taking his son back to his house was not going to work. So he told him, don't, don't even try. Abraham said unto him, beware that thou bring not my son to thy again. Don't take my son there. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. So God is really interested in the marriage. He says, the Lord who sent me shall send an angel before you, and that angel will assist you to get a good wife for my son. Don't take a wife from this area. Don't take a husband from this place. <laughs> Because whether you like it or not, eh, they will influence you. You know that the guy is a wee smoker. But then you say that, oh, I will change him. He's a good person at heart. You are in trouble. In the New Testament, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, I wanted to trace it all the way to the new, but let me go just into the new and then let you know. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. As simple as that. I'll give you an opportunity to ask questions, okay? He says, Don't be unequally yoked together with what? With unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? What communion do you have? Light and darkness cannot stay. You are born again. You can't marry a Muslim. So you can't choose from a Muslim. You can't choose an unbeliever. When it comes to choosing a life partner, unbelievers are a no-go area. No matter how beautiful they are, no matter how handsome they are, no matter how sexy they may look and romantic they may be, no matter how smooth talking they may be. Baby. You know, when I see you, I don't know what to do with myself. You are the angel that God sent into my life to be my salvation. God says no. Even if you think all believers are not romantic enough, if you think all Christians are not sexy enough, you feel all Christians are not smooth talking enough. God says, listen, sister, listen, brother. Even if you feel that the ladies in the house of God or the ladies in the, in the kingdom of God, their bottoms are not as big. The size is not the size you are looking for. Please, what are the hip sizes that we have? What are the hip sizes that we have? Please tell us some. 
you know the hip sizes? They are hip sizes, right? My wife will say, you let me go and look for someone. They are hip sizes. Are they hip sizes? What are the sizes? 55. 55, uh-huh. Wow. So maybe as a guy, you have 55 in your mind. But it's like all the ladies in the kingdom of God are, 40, are 42. Or 20. So it's like you are not motivated and encouraged enough. God says, brother, no. Forget it. Do you like what I'm saying to you? I don't like what I'm saying to you. So it's all over. All over in the scriptures. Okay? It says no. So never no. So you can't choose from outside the kingdom of God. Hmm? Tell me, but you can't choose from outside the kingdom of God. Or else you will lose your blessings. That's how sensitive it is. Look at Genesis chapter 28, verse 1. Genesis 28 from verse 1. Amazingly, the blessing of Abraham was linked to marriage. It was linked to marriage. So, in Genesis chapter 28, verse 1, the Bible says, And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him, and charged him, and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Don't take a wife. So Isaac did not get a wife from Canaan. He got a wife from the land of the Chaldeans. And when it came time for Jacob, his son, to marry, he told him, don't take a wife from among the Canaanites. Why? Because the Canaanites are idol worshippers. If you start fellowshipping with them, you will become an idol worshipper. And you will lose the covenant of God. You will lose the blessing of God. If you start fellowshipping with them, that will be the end of your life. If you start having children with them, that will be the end of your life. Your covenant with God will be broken. Your relationship with God will be taken away. That's the truth. So he told him, don't take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Next verse. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. So he even told him exactly where to go to for a wife. There are ladies from the, in this particular place. Go to your mother's father's house and go to your uncle's house, your mother's brother's house, and go and choose one of his daughters as a wife. So in Jacob's case, they narrowed it down for him. A country, I tell you. Shop a country. It is for your own salvation. And I'll show you some people who did not mind God along this line and the troubles they had, the problems they had. Next verse. And God Almighty bless you. You see, he says, if you choose from where I'm telling you to choose, God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that that may be a multitude of people. Next verse. And give thee the blessing of Abraham. Why? Because of where you are marrying. He says, may the Lord give you the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. So the marriage, marriage was a key to enjoying the blessings of Abraham. But Jacob did not, uh, Esau did not, did not know. Jacob and Esau were twins. Okay? Jacob and Esau were twins. They were taught this when they were young. But Esau did not follow what he was told. So in Genesis chapter 26, 
Look at Genesis 26. Let's read verse um, is it 31. Genesis 26, 34. Genesis 26, 34. And Esau was 40 years old when he took the wife, when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Berai the Hittite, and Bashimath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. Elon Musk, uh, Elon is in the Bible. Elon the Hittite. All these guys were not. All these ladies were not ladies that came from uh, Abraham's line. Do you understand? They were all from the land of Canaan. They were Hittites. The Hittites were in Canaan. And God was not happy with them. Because of what Esau did with respect to choosing a wife from a place where he was not supposed to choose a wife from, he missed the Abrahamic blessings. Look at the next verse. He missed it fully. Next verse. Which were a grief. These ladies were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. They were a grief of mind. They weren't in line with all the teachings. I mean, what they believed, they didn't believe. They will say, let's make sacrifices to God. They will not make sacrifices to God. They will make sacrifices to a certain idol somewhere. They came into the house with idols. They were a grief of mind to Isaac and to Rebekah. Have you seen it? So the next chapter is a chapter concerning how Esau lost the blessing. It was time for Isaac to die. And Isaac told Esau, go and bring an animal, kill for me to eat so I bless you. And Jacob inherited the blessing. Esau could not inherit the blessing because Esau was about to him a fornicator. A fornicator is one who devalues what God places value on. All that God was saying, he didn't think was important. God, for instance, there were, two, there were two cardinal things through which you could have inherited the blessing of Abraham. The first one was the birthright, through the birthright. Okay? But Esau played with the birthright. He exchanged his birthright with, for a morsel of bread and, and red soup. Red, red, eh, Gobe. He exchanged his blessing, his birthright, for uh, 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 beans and tatali. Yeah. Lentils. It's actually beans. Wow. That was the first mistake he made. And the second mistake he made was that he could have inherited that same blessing through marriage. But then he chose from outside where he was supposed to choose as designed and destined by God. God was always saying it. His father was always saying His father was their, their preacher. In those days, their fathers were, their biological fathers were their teachers. So it was being thought, but he thought it was not, it was not anything. He devalued what God places value on. And he went to choose these guys, these ladies, these beautiful ladies, eh? Judith and Bashimath, both daughters of Hittites. Hallelujah. Now, when he realized, so he lost, first of all, he lost the, the blessing through the birthright. And then when he realized that Jacob, uh, uh, Jacob had inherited the blessings in another, even in another form, apart from the birthright, Jacob had cheated him out of the birthright. And he had also gotten the blessing of Abraham through marriage as well. Go, go to chapter 27. Last verse of chapter 27. 27, 46. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? She was talking about Esau's wives. 
He said, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of earth. They were against every single thing concerning the covenant of God because they didn't know about it. They didn't like it. They, didn't, they were not dead. They were daughters of evil. And Esau had taken them. So when Rebecca mentioned this to her husband, the next verse is chapter 28, verse 1. Isaac called Jacob and said to him, Don't take a wife from the land of Canaan. Go and take from my father's house. You remember? Uh-huh. And then he blessed him. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you learning anything or you're not learning anything? You see, every bad vice you can think about is taught by a human being. Not by the devil. The devil will not come and stand by you and say, There's nothing like that. It is human beings that the devil uses. The devil uses people. Just as God uses people. You can meet somebody and the person will be your salvation and help you get to know God and help you get closer to God. He will teach you the things of God. He will teach you righteousness. He will teach you the, the goodness of God. He will teach you a lot of beautiful things. And you can meet somebody who will teach you how to smoke and teach you how to fornicate and teach you how to become a homosexual and teach you how to become a lesbian and teach you how to become an adulterer. It is always taught by another person. That's why you must pray about who it is that is in your life. Don't just be moving around. Oh, he's not a problem. He's a problem. Look at this. In Gibeon, Solomon had a vision of the Lord in a dream by night. And God said to him, say what I am to give you. God appeared to me and said, say what you want me to give to you. Next verse. And Solomon said, Great was your message to David, my father. And as, as his life before you was true and upright, and his heart was true to you, and you have kept him from this greatest mercy, a son to take his place this day. Next verse. And now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in the place of David, my father. And I am only a young boy with no knowledge of how to go out or come in. And your servant has round him the people of your selection, a people so great that they may not be numbered, and no account of them may be given. Solomon has come to make his request. Give your servant then a wise heart for judging people, able to see what is good and what and what evil. For who is able to be the judge of these great people? God appeared to me and said, Ask whatever you want. And Solomon asked for wisdom to guide the, the, the children of God. Can you imagine? And if God showed up and asked you, what do you want in life? What will you do? You may say you want $10 million. You forget that $10 million will finish. Wow. So he was like, I don't want money. I don't want cars. I don't want ships. I want wisdom to guide your people. It's not normal for a human being to ask for something like that from God. You want God, you want God to give you something. You say, give me wisdom to guide God's people. That shows how matured he was in the Lord. Next verse. Now these words and Solomon's request were pleasing to the God was so excited about what he said. The God was like, hey! God was surprised at him. Like, are you serious? Is this what you're asking for? I'll bless you. Next verse. And God said to him, because your request is for this thing and not for long life for yourself or for wealth or for the destruction of your, of your haters, but for wisdom to be a judge of causes. Next verse. I've done as you said. I have given you a wise and far-seeing heart, so that there has never been your equal in the past, and never will there be any like you in the future. So no matter how hard you try, you will never be wiser than Solomon, unless you are in Christ. When you come into Christ, Jesus said, "The greater than Solomon is come." 
Ah, so Jesus is the one who is wiser than Solomon. So when you are in him, you are wiser than Solomon. Hallelujah. So that there has never been your equal in the past and never will there be any like you in the future. You are going to be wise. Next verse. And with this I have given you what you made no request for. Wealth and honor. So that no king was ever your equal. This no king was ever. Meaning that there's no king that will ever come that will be equal to Solomon. Solomon was wealthy. He was fully wealthy. During his days, they used gold for some streets in Israel. Yeah, it was very serious. Riches and kaza kaza kaza. Trillions of dollars today. It was worth trillions. I think hundred and something trillion dollars or so. Nobody has gotten to that point. With all their wealth. It's not gotten it's still not gotten to Solomon's wealth. Next verse. And if you go on in my ways, keeping my ways and my orders as your father David did, I will give you a long life. So this is what God said to him. And God proved it. Immediately after the dream, there was a case that came to him of two women who had come with a child. They all had gave birth at the same time. One slept on the, 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 the child and took the other one's child and replaced it with the dead child. And they brought the child to Solomon. Because they were fighting over the child, that one that was alive. And Solomon said, okay, bring me a sword. Cut the child into two and give the half to this woman. And give half to this woman. When he said that, and we're going to do it. The woman whose child it was started begging that they should give the child to the one, the other lady. And the other lady said, yes, kill the child. Divide the child. I want my half. It was clear that she was not the mother of the child. And Solomon returned the child to the mother. I mean, you may not think about doing such a thing at such a time. It was proved in his life. He woke up wise. The first case that came to him, he solved it easily. It was very powerful. Hallelujah. But this same Solomon, beautiful, nice, wise, wealthy, rich Solomon, blessed by God Solomon, as the years went by. Chapter 11, verse 1. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. My wife read it to you. Now a number of strange women were loved by Solomon. Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites. They were lo- he loved them. He couldn't resist their ship. He couldn't resist. I mean, the guy had 700 wives and 300 concubines. He had so many. Just imagine the number of baby dedications he would attend. And the number of weddings. He was attending many. His own wedding. He will marry her. He will marry her. He will marry her. Mar- hey! Every weekend there's a wedding going on. He was having sex all over the place. Solomon said, nobody has enjoyed more than me. Solomon said, you cannot eat more than me. Yeah, Solomon ate. And he said, you can't eat more than me. And he called food vanity. He said, you cannot drink more than me. I have boost before. But drink is nothing. I tell you. Next verse. The nations of which the Lord has said to the children of Israel, you are not to take wines from them. And they are not to take wives from you. Or they will certainly make you go after their gods. To this Solomon was united in love. He loved them. Wow. Next verse. He had 700 wives. Do you know 700? If you should go to one woman every day. He will need two years to be able to visit everybody. And sleep with everybody every day, every day, 20, 
for one year, the following year, before he has to start again. That's for wives alone. If you add concubines to it, it means you need about three years to be able to visit everybody once, another three years to visit everybody twice, another three years to visit everybody like that. It's not a small thing. You see, you say it's enjoyment. Let's look at how his life ended. Oh. Let me read it to you from my Bible. He had 700 wives, daughters of kings, and 300 other wives, and through his wives, his heart was turned away. Through his wives, his heart was what? Turned away. How did Solomon lose it? Because of where he chose women from. Prince, what do you think? Because of where he chose women from. Sarah, what do you think? Because of where he chose women, or where you are going to choose men from. The guy is not born again. You say, now nah, this one I like. <laughs> Pastor, you have no idea. He's too romantic. I've never found any guy who is. He's so caring. Pastor, he's so caring. He will text me in the night and find out how I'm doing. Pastor, one day we're walking and I hit my leg, my, my leg against a stone. The way what he did to the stone. He disciplined the stone. Hallelujah. He disciplined the stone and carried me in his arms. Pastor, has your, has your wife done something for you? That's what he did for me. I don't understand what you're saying. Pastor, this is it. He's the one. God says no. I said God says what? Don't choose that one. He is outside the kingdom of God to start with. Don't say I'll convert and take. Pastor, I'll lead him to Christ. Is that all? I'll lead him to Christ. I'll lead him to Christ. Anybody who makes actions because of what he wants from you does not like you. Did you hear what I said? Anybody who makes certain decisions and does certain things because of his interest, his or her interest in you, has an agenda. If you join the church because you said he should join the church, because if you don't join the church, I can't marry you. So he joined the church. You will see. I have seen some before. I have seen some before. I have blessed a number of marriages. I blessed a marriage after three months. Problems. We blessed a marriage December, March. Problems. Because the lady brought the guy into the house of God. Oh, come. If you don't come, I can't marry you. So he came because of her. And was pretending on so many levels because of her. When he got what he wanted, then he started revealing himself. You see, because you can't, you can't pretend for a long time. You can't pretend for a long time. You can pretend for a while. Hmm? You can only pretend for a while. He started showing up. Yeah, it's been many years. They want divorce. I will not preside over divorce. So far in silence. <laughs> Be happy. I'm not the one to do that. Yeah. You want to bring it. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 4. For it came about that when Solomon was old, his heart was turned away to other gods. As he grew, he just lost it. He was tired because everybody, he, he grew tired of arguing about not going to church. He grew tired of arguing about not doing follow up again. 
he grew tired of arguing about not giving a certain kind of offering again. Is it God does not want you to stop your giving? You see, you are giving to God now. You are blessing the Lord. See, sewing conference, you are doing this tight. You are giving. You mind somebody who does not believe in tight? Okay, so Solomon, ultimately, Solomon died in disobedience to God. Let's continue. He says, His heart was turned away to the other gods by his wives, and his heart was no longer true to the Lord as God as the heart of his father David had been. Next verse. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth. He went after Ashtoreth. The guy who had two dreams from God. God visited him twice. Gave him instructions that he was supposed to do. He is the one who built God a temple. His hand built God a temple. David said, I wanted to build God a temple. God said, no, Solomon will do it. And Solomon built God a temple. Very big, beautiful temple. This same Solomon built things for idols. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and Milcom, the disgusting god of the Ammonites. Disgusting god. Next verse. And Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord, not walking the Lord's ways with all his heart as David his father did. Next verse. Then Solomon put up a high place for Chemosh. He started building for them. Just as he built, he had believed in them so much that he could build for them. He built for Chemosh, the disgusting god of Moab, in the mountain before Jerusalem. Eh? And for Molech, the disgusting god worshipped by the children of Ammon, he built for all of them. Built for everybody. Yeah. And he will be there to worship. He forgot about the temple of God. How? Wives. Women. Love. I'm in love. Yeah. I'm in love. You don't? Listen. You're too far then. Listen. Next verse. And so he did for all his strange wives. Who made offerings with burnings of perfumes to their gods. Yeah, because when you lie in bed with a lady or with a guy, he will say, I want you to do this for me. You know I love you very much. I want you to smuggle cocaine to America for me. I want you to swallow a few pellets. Do you love me? Oh, baby, I love you. Then if you love me, you will do anything I want you to. I, I say you should do. So do this for me. We will get more money. We will do this. We'll buy, I'll buy you this. I'll buy you that. And then you swallow the pellets. You get to Heathrow and they'll catch you. And your life has finished. It has happened to so many people. Oh, it has happened to so many people. Maybe you are too young, so you don't know. It has happened to so many people. Yeah. There are people who have let their beloveds, their girlfriends and boyfriends to do all kinds of things. To kill. All kinds of things. There was a lady whose throat was slit by their boyfriend recently, just about four weeks ago. Did you hear about it? In who? The guy slit the girl's throat like this. And he tried to kill himself. It didn't work. He slit his own throat. It didn't work. He stabbed himself three times. It didn't work. He tried to hang himself. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. The last I heard, he was in hospital recovering so that he can be judged and put into prison. Yeah. An ungodly guy. He doesn't know God. He doesn't like God. He doesn't nothing. The lady was just moving. I love him, I love him. The mother said no. I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him. She didn't know that that was the one who was going to kill her. She was what? She was 26 or so, 24 or something. Her life has ended. They have slit her throat. Because the guy said that he feels the lady is cheating. Are you mind? You are not even mind. He says, I feel like. I feel it. I suspect that she's cheating. Yeah. If the person is not a Christian, every dark thing you can think about can come into the person's head. Every dark thing you can think about 
the guy's head is open to every dark information. And you'll be surprised at what he will lead you to. So don't say that, oh, why? What is it? Small uh, uh, what romance that we can have in life too, we shouldn't have. Who told you Christians are not romantic? Who told you? Eh? I don't I honestly don't understand some of us. The guys want some strange ladies. Strange the ladies want some strange guys. HB squared, hips, buttocks, breasts. That's all you are looking for. Next verse, verse 9. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had twice come to him in a vision. So no matter how many visions you have of God, how many prophecies you are prophesying to, if you marry the wrong person, you are in trouble. If you marry outside the kingdom of God, you will see where fire lies. Your ministry will end. You will be shocked. All your faith in God will end. Solomon, who God appeared to twice, went off. You. You are strong. You are like Rambo. You are, you are Rambo. Rambo 5. One man soldier. One man army. Pastor, even if the devil hits me, I'll be standing. You are Chuck Norris. Only you, you can kill one million people. You will see where power lies. Don't do even. And had given him orders about this very thing, that he was not to go after other gods, but he did not keep the orders of the Lord. Next verse. So the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this, I'll take the kingdom away from you. He took a lot of things from him. And Solomon did not repent to his death. If you go down, you see it. Solomon died in this era. He started off worshipping the Lord through his wives and through women. He ended up serving all kinds of things and died in his sin. That is what he's remembered for. He died in his sin. If you like, check how Solomon died. It is not even spoken about. You can go down, you see it. Is it inside? Go down. You see it. Check for me, those who have Bibles. You're supposed to have a Bible. If you go down, in same same book, same chapter, when you go down a little, you see his death. Sometimes it's even difficult looking for his death. Because if you check the kings of Israel, they will let you know, this person died and had this, was buried here, did this. Nothing about Solomon like that. The last verse. Verse what? 43. Look at it. And Solomon went to rest with his fathers and was put into the earth in the town of David, his father. And Solomon went to rest with his fathers and Rehoboam, his son, became king in his place. In his disobedience. I don't know. Maybe you can read it for yourself later on. In his disobedience. He was in disobedience. He died in disobedience. So you can check out the books about uh, heaven. Nobody. Rejoiner has a book on the Jesse Duplantis. Nobody has seen Solomon. Nobody. Yes. Nobody. Wow. Is it not a shock? So the next thing I want you to notice. So now you know where to choose, right? Where are you going to choose from? The kingdom of God, right? Now, in the kingdom of God, there are many aspects. There are many what? Aspects. We are all born again, but we don't all believe alike. Is it true? Say we are all born again. But we all don't believe alike. 
So 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 says that be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. They are, believe, they are unbelieving believers. They are people who are born again, but they actually don't believe in a lot of things like you do. So if you are going to choose a life partner, apart from not choosing from someone from uh, someone who is not in the kingdom of God, if you are going to choose from the kingdom of God, find somebody who believes like you believe. Find somebody who believes like what? You believe in giving. You don't mind giving your car to the Lord and walking. But this gentleman who is born again does not believe in giving. He doesn't. He believes in saving your money to do various things. He believes in other things apart from what you believe. So it is a matter, and now it becomes a matter of your values and your beliefs. What do you believe? That the person does not believe. So on on Wednesday, I'm going to talk about you forming your own values. Forming your values according to the word of God. Do you understand? As a single person. If you don't know what it means to be single, you will not know what it means to be double. You will have a problem choosing. You will not choose right. And you will have plenty problems. Some people don't believe in tongue speaking. Some Christians don't believe in tongue speaking. So you are going to choose somebody, and then you choose somebody who does not believe in tongue speaking. You wake up at dawn, five a.m. Repata, amado, shkabayaba, ragataba, modalaba. You start from the bedroom, mando hukaya. When you wake up now, miso stapalabai, iwa amakukas kastanama. Then your husband will wake up. Hey, 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 what is that? What's that? Come on, lie down. What is that? Small, small piece of mind I want. You don't want us to have. Why are you worrying us? Like, my friend, sleep. What is that? What are you saying? Oh, I'm speaking in I'm speaking in text. You are speaking what? What is that? Come on, lie down. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't believe in faith, he believes only in hard work. So when you say, let us, let us believe God and pray in faith for this thing. Please, I don't want all those things. We know that God is there. Eh? We know that God is there, but let's be serious and do something. Uh-huh. Let's face reality. Then you will see where fire lies. If you read in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, he says that how can, look at it, Amos 3, 3, how can two work together except they be agreed? So you need to find someone who can agree with you. Choose someone who agrees with you. On all levels, or else the devil will hinder you. This is one of the things the devil uses to get a lot of Christians. Can two work together? Except they be agree. If you are not in agreement, a lot of things can happen for you. A lot of things can happen for you. If you read in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, look at Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Matthew Asempa. 18 do watch Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. Next verse. And I say again unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Have you seen it? For where two or three are gathered. Next verse. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there 
am I in the midst of them? So God gives you a husband or a wife. You get a husband or a wife so that you can have something called agreement for prayer and for every aspect of your life. So if you can't agree with your husband to pray for your finances because he doesn't believe that we can pray for finances for our money to come. I can agree with my wife. There's, there are many things. I don't remember anything we've agreed on that has not worked. Almost everything we've held hands to pray about that this should happen has happened. I, I can't remember something that we've prayed about that has not happened yet. Yeah. When we agree, as soon as we agree, it works. So if the devil can give you someone who will never be in agreement with you, he'll be very happy. Okay. He'll be very, very, very happy. When you say let's give, you can't give God ten thousand Ghana cities. You can't. It's not for ten thousand to who? To God? What is that? Why is he? So even though he's born again, he doesn't believe in that. And because he doesn't believe in that, you have to hide and give. And when you are caught, it to become another thing altogether. You can't give your car to the to the house of God. Your car, when you come home and ask, Where's the car? What will you say? Uh, I gave it to church. You gave it to who? To what? Pop, 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 scrap, pop, 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 what you believe is what makes a difference. That is it. That is where you can relate from. In the, in the kingdom of Israel, in Israel, it was one Israel, but there were 12 tribes. And all those tribes were different. So even though we are in the kingdom of God, there are many tribes in the kingdom of God. You mind somebody who believes in prophets. Everything. Yeah, let's go and see our prophet. Let's go and see my prophet. If you want to be, let's go and see my prophet. If you want to travel, let's go and see my prophet. Someone who does not believe in the word of God, he believes in prophets. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He believes as many as are led by prophets, they are the sons of God. Someone came to see me and said, my wife, be, there are some two prophets in my wife who are controlling her. They say this and they say that and she's following it. Pastor, what do I do? Osewara, Esewara, 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 Esewara. What are we going to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? As you, as you fast and pray, you fast and pray. He should fast and pray, right? He should, fa- he should fast. You have to fast and pray about that. Yeah, because apparently, the prophet can call and say, your husband's father is not correct. Don't let your husband's father visit your house. He has spelt the whole thing. How can your father-in-law not come to your house? How can your mother-in-law not come to your house? You see, if you are reading the Bible, you never have seen that in there. But because you are depending on a certain prophet, you have married somebody who depends on the prophet's information. You've married somebody who is into Aquantre. 
before you realize they are cooking some things but you're putting things into your soup you realize that the soup smell has changed wait what is happening oh honey i visited our prophet and he said that whenever i'm cooking for you i should put in some precursor a little precursor with anointing oil around it with uh, some one or two things so that our marriage can work hey! you will see you will see that it's not easy for you at all yeah because you married somebody who even though it's in the kingdom of God does not believe like you believe you are a Christian we are all Christians you marry someone who believes in praying through Mary so when I say Kabbalah in the name of Jesus hey 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 please let's read the rosary bring the rosary right now how do, how do they read the rosary? Who are those who know how to? Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed art thou among women. The fruit of, and blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and now and at the hour of our death. So you, there's a problem. You need to pray about it. Like you need to pray with all kinds of prayers. When you are try, you are charging. Emmanuel Asa. Then they'll quench you. Hey, 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 hey. hey, bring the rosary. Hail Mary. Full of grace. Esewara. 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 Oh, Pastor, he's a Christian. It's not just every Christian you can marry. Oh, you still don't understand what I'm saying. He said, I can go to my church. You also go to, you see, you have, let's not get into that. Not yet. Also, some people say do not marry. You can't just choose anybody. Okay? You can't just choose anybody. Yeah. Choose a Christian, but choose a Christian who believes like you believe. I'm going to talk about know when you know that you are ready. Can you know that you are ready? You can know that you are ready. If you are not ready, you are not ready. Marriage is for matured people. Relationships are for matured people. You can't be 18 and tell me you are matured. Your brain is like tomatoes. They'll squash it like, like this. I tell you. Your frontal lobe has not yet finished forming. Your decisions are not correct. That's the honest truth. Yeah. Do you understand? Please, what age are they shifting the uh, adolescence to? Right now, adolescence is being moved from, or rather they've moved it from a particular age limit to higher. Right now, how, how much is it? I think, it's, I think it's under discussion. I've forgotten, maybe 23 or something. Because they realize that 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds, 20-year-olds are not making decisions they are supposed to make. They are making decisions like children, like 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, whose frontal lobes have not yet formed. So they want to move the limit to 23, 24. Yeah. Because you have a lot of people making so many mistakes, you wonder what is wrong with them. Yeah. So they want to move it. So if you've not, if you have no ma- and age is not, age is, just, age, age is actually just a number. Your maturity is determined by certain things in the Bible, and I'm going to share them with you. So that you know whether I'm really, am I really qualified to start something? Then we'll talk about sex. 
yeah let's talk about sex baby that will be my topic let's talk about sex baby amen god bless you for listening we pray that the word of god will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word kindly follow pastor t and love economy church on all social networks for more of god's word don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.